0: Welcome to episode 35 today I'm talking to Lee Hopwood who is the CEO at the CCMA hope you enjoy it Yay! so joining me today as I mentioned is Lee Hopwood the CEO of the CCMA Lee thanks very much for joining us today welcome back I know you've done one as a group but this is the first one solo
1: thank you very much and it is so much a huge pleasure to be with you today
0: we have probably got a lot to talk about that might not even fit in the time that we've got because there's probably not been anyone busier um, than you and the CCMA in the industry recently. But I just wondered if it would, for those people that might not know all of your backstory, whether a good place to start would be, how have you found yourself here today? What's, what's What's your journey been?
1: Do you know, what, I, um, my journey has been really, really interesting, and and you're right. Um, I might be, um, I might appear to be a new face, um, but I think the reality is that I'm not. I've been, um, I've been in the industry since 2003. Um, for some, I'll be a baby in the industry. For others, I've been here a long time. Um, but I've been working with uh, behind the scenes with the CCMA for about seven years. So I was the marketing um, strategy and brand director for during that time working with Amory. So we all know and love Amory, who had headed up the CCMA for 21 years. Um, And she obviously uh, stepped back in June, um, and that's when I took over. So if I if I go back to what my, my story is, I set out to be a marketer some 20 odd years ago. And I found myself working in the contact center industry in 2003, which was um, new to me. I didn't know what a call center was. Um, and what I have discovered is that the values that marketers have are very similar to the values that contact centers have, in that um, we care deeply about the customer and we care deeply about um, the people and how, um, how the people can support customers. And so my career has been in the contact center space. Um, It has come from a technology um, background, but the other hat that I've been wearing for the last 10 or so years is that I've been very heavily involved with the Chartered Institute of Marketing. Um, So another membership body. Um, I still sit on the board there. I was the chair there for just over three years ago um, and stood down as chair uh, back in December 19. And so this role here at the CCMA CEO, it really is the culmination of my history in the contact center industry, my history of working with membership bodies. Um, But it's also uh, bringing in my marketing expertise because in essence, what we do at the CCMA is all about networking and learning and giving contact center managers, contact center leaders the opportunity to do that and we do that through through events. We do that through the conferences, through our roundtables. We do it through the special interest groups, and it's all about helping the industry engage. Um, so my marketing background is really supporting on that.
0: And I think people no, no one likes doing this, but um, you know you were chair of the Chartered Institute of Marketeers marketing, and you're now CEO at the CCMA. These are kind of pinnacle pinnacle positions maybe not in a if it's easier to think of it not as blowing your own trumpet but passing on advice really to people who look at you and think this is what this, I want to be as successful as this what what has got you what are the values that have got you to where you are what is the the secret of your success that you would want to pass on to people
1: so I think um it's, it's being genuine. I think it's being authentic and it's um it's caring about helping people supporting people doing the right thing um so if i if i go back to my time uh, as chair of the cim it it was all about doing the right thing it was all about understanding uh what the market needed how were they going to get the support and the help to enable them to do their jobs better um and 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 then looking after customers. Um, I've been on a number of roundtables over the years, and we'll be having a conversation and a debate around um, a particular challenge. And the question I've always thrown into that conversation is what will the customer think? How will the customer respond? Um, And 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 that's what the contact center is all about. um, Doing the right thing for our customers. And yes, there is the uh, making sure that the processes are right and making sure that um, our colleagues have the right skills and the right um, expertise, the right knowledge, the right information to be able to support um, that customer journey. But it's, it's, yeah, looking at the customer, but it's, it's about, for me, it's about being authentic and doing the right thing.
0: Uh Even at time, even when I guess there were times when even you might have doubted, am I doing the right thing? How did you make those kind of, was it gut instinct or?
1: Do you know what, I think it is gut instinct. I think it is, it's, it's gut instinct, but it's, um, uh, it's, a, it's about having the moral compass. Um, I, uh, I'm, I have quite high integrity levels um integrity is important to me and if i feel that something's not right then Mm -hmm. i will back away Mm -hmm. um and i yeah it's about that moral compass
0: so what you thought you'd do this year is in the middle of a global (laughs) pandemic (laughs) take over uh and assume the ceo position of the of the ccma that just talk me through what was that like
1: do you know what, when, um, when I first started to share with, um, with my friends um, and, and, and colleagues that uh, this is what I was going to do, uh, they did turn around to me and say, but we're going through a pandemic, we're about to go into Brexit, or going through Brexit, and um, there's a pending recession, are you nuts? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and um, yeah, maybe some people will say I'm nuts, but actually, wow, what a brilliant time to really get involved. Um, and for me, I, I, I'm a glass half full person. Um, and therefore I just see it as masses of opportunity and the industry, do you know what the industry has had a really tough time, really tough time. There are some organizations that are having an absolute nightmare. Um, you know, they're having to furlough people, make people redundant, you know, there's really, really tough decisions being made out there. Um, but there are other parts of the, organ- of the uh, industry that have um, really grown as a result of what we're going through. Wow. You know, there is quite a lot of recruitment going on. Um, there are opportunities where organisations have been able to invest in technology. Um, you know, we, we talked about, uh, for the last few months, we've been talking about the fact that the industry has jumped forward five years in the first three months of the pandemic. Uh, um, and so for me, it's, it's all about opportunity. And this is where the CCMA is so, so, so important, because we can help uh, facilitate those conversations. We can help contact centre managers and contact centre leaders really um, understand what's going on around them and um, give them more insights, more information, more skills um, to be able to really embrace the opportunities that, are, uh, that, that they're facing.
0: And that kind of, um, those opportunities and that leap forward, naturally, I guess, are you referring to homeworking? Um, what what else does that encompass, though? What else have you seen or what are you seeing or what are people talking about at your events?
1: Yeah, I mean, homeworking is is obviously incredibly um, topical right now, um, not only because of the situation that we're in now, but um, but also from seven months ago. I think that the homeworking piece the challenge that's there is that seven months ago um, the industry really successfully migrated to um, almost 100% homeworking not everybody went to homeworking but almost 100% homeworking and it was a real it was a real success story Um, seven months on and I think um, where we all thought, oh, maybe we're all going to be working from home forever um, because this seems like a really comfortable place to be. I think that the seven months on learnings have happened and, and actually it's, it's not about homeworking. It's about flexible working. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the nature of the contact center environment is very much one of collaboration, people to come in together, people bouncing off each other and um, just feeling like they're part of something. Um, and And so, I think the industry at the moment is just going through that process of understanding how we create this new um, way of working that 's a phrase that 's kicked about a lot at the moment but um, how do we get to that point where those that want to come into the office can legitimately come into the office, and those that um, work better um, in a home working environment or need to be in a home working environment that they can? So I, I think uh, there are sectors of the industry that would never have dreamt about going to a home working model. And now they're seeing that there are some benefits of people working from home. Um, right. So that, that's a, a massive one. But the, the other big one is um, this acceleration into digital. No surprise, we all became a little bit more digital savvy. <laughs> <I was laughs> All the different channels that we, you know, and, it, and it, it's, um, we've always talked about, oh, it's the youngsters coming up, who know, technology. Do you know what? That's less, um, yeah. now yeah. I think, um, every generation, every demographic is far more digital savvy than they were. And as a result, that's having an impact on customer interactions. And so there is this acceleration of digital and, and this, um, this real investment—we saw it in some of the research we did over the summer. This real investment into enabling organisations to have that digital interaction offering, uh, and that ability for customers to self-serve as well.
0: And what was that research? Maybe can you just remind people of of that and how they might be able to to see it.
1: Yeah, we've um, um, one of the things that I, I bought in quite early on was a, a new research um, arm to the business. Uh, Stephen Yap is our, our research director. And so if people come onto our website, ccma.org.uk, and uh, click on the insights, there's a, a research tab there. And within there, um, at the moment, and we've got some more research that's gonna be uh, launched in November, But at the moment, there's two research programs that we did um, over the summer. One was with the Department of Business and Energy and Industrial Strategy. And that was really looking at uh, the impact of COVID early doors. Um, You know, how many people moved to home working? What are the expected changes before uh, the end of the year? And and that research demonstrated that, yes, there is a um, a big change in shift patterns. Uh, It did give us some insight as to how many people, um, how many organizations are expecting to have more of a flexible model, flexible working model um, uh, post-2020. So there's some real great insights there. The other piece of research that we've done is around the evolution of the Contact Center. It's a, it's a, a longer-term program that we've been doing with Puzzle. And the first wave really looked at, um, uh, there were some, some key points that came out of it. Um, one was the increase in agility. Organizations had to be incredibly agile to deal with the, 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 the pandemic. Um, and there's a real desire for, for us to retain that agility. Yeah. Um, I, for me, this is gonna be one of those ones to watch because can we remain agile um, when, you know, the, that comes with a lot of pressure um you know we can't always be running at a million miles an hour so i I think that's going to be an interesting one to to watch um we we touch in that research around the homeworking being here to stay and and the changing customer behavior the the digital surge but there are a couple of other things that came out of that research that um that uh, we've continued in the conversation in, in the second wave um that will be released in november and this this concept that one of the things that the pandemic did was really put a spotlight onto contact centers within an organization and senior execs, um, had their eyes opened to just how important contact centers are. The fact that they are the front line to customers. Now we've known that for years and years and years, but, um, the insights, the information, the, the understanding, that contact centers have about the customer and how organizations can use that to continue to um, improve the experience for the customer or improve the products or the services, whatever it is. Um, And and as a result, a number of things have happened. One is that other functions in the business are now far more interested in what the contact center has. Um, And as a result of that, contact centers are becoming far more strategic Uh, just taking
0: a global pandemic for people to realize that
1: (laughs) i know it's ridiculous it's ridiculous i mean how long have we been saying you've got to listen to your customers um and then and and organizations have got hundreds of people that are listening to customers all day
0: it's crazy isn't it so You touched on a couple of things then but I mean since June what a busy what a busy time it's been for you all at the the CCMA and I guess just coming off the back of the uh, UK awards how was that doing that all virtually and I think everyone's been really pleased to see you out on a bit of a road trip you and the guys haven't you going out handing out the awards but what was it like to do the whole thing the ceremony the judging virtually?
1: Uh, uh, well, the, the ju- doing the judging virtually, that was um, the first time that we'd ever done it, thrown into it. Um, and Jackie, our awards director, I mean, she just did a sterling job managing all of that, um, making sure that it is as robust, if not more so, um, than, than they've always been. Um, and our judges are just amazing. They, they give up their time to come and listen to what brilliant stuff everybody's doing. Um, and to come out with, you know, the the whole awards piece is such a brilliant thing to be involved in being able to see what I'm going to use the word brilliant again, what amazing work, (laughs) um, everybody's doing. And, and so like you say, doing that roadshow, doing the, the road trip, I just love going and presenting trophies to people and just seeing how pleased they are to be recognized um Do they
0: know you're coming or not
1: they do know we're coming they do and it's great because sometimes it's um sometimes it's just one or two people that are around um, because yeah. of the situation that we're in um and sometimes as you will have seen on linkedin sometimes there's there's whole teams yeah and it's just fantastic i love it i love it um it's it's when uh, I, mean, I love my job but it's one of the, the real highlights of the role
0: I think we're all appreciating far more just seeing each other anyway, physically. Um, so when you come armed with an award that someone's rightly won, and I think they've probably gained, it's like a double whammy really, isn't it? Because they had the moment when the, they were announced as a winner on the virtual evening. Um, they have that, that, that joy and then they get it backed up by receiving another, another day, receiving the award, with you guys turning up in person.
1: Well, yeah. And, do you know, what? so leading up to the awards, we really tried to encourage people to use it as an opportunity to get together. Um, whether that was getting together virtually and watching it, whether that mm. was um, getting together in the office, socially distanced, of course. Um, but just to use it as an opportunity, as, as something different to the Friday night quiz night or, or whatever it is. That's, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, everybody's yeah and And I'm really pleased to see that and hear that so many people use that opportunity so I, you're right there's a double whammy there um, and that was absolutely all on purpose because it it is a different experience to being there on the night
0: and what great winners anyway I mean just the the caliber of people and how the the stuff that they did to to win whether they won or were bronze silver there's just the being involved in the judge and I saw myself, just the the caliber year on year just seems to get better. Every time you think it couldn't get better, um, people come up and just, I think we're just so creative in this industry.
1: Oh, absolutely. Creative, innovative, um, and and it's gonna be really interesting to see uh, the stories, see and hear the stories next year. So -hmm. we're just working on the awards program now for next year. We'll we'll launch um, later on this calendar year. and it's going to be really interesting to see just what this industry has has achieved um and 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 not just because of what what covid has thrown at us but actually the unlocking that um that thinking differently because that's what we've all had to do
0: yeah well when you when you mentioned the word calendar there i imagine yours is very very busy what what are the what's coming up next is it the conference that the next is the next big thing for you
1: so we have, um, we have the conference on the 3rd of November, um, which, uh, is virtual and it's free to attend and it is packed with stories. Um, that's, that's one of the things that the CCMA is known for is, is storytelling mem- and, and members telling stories. And so we've got a lot of stories. We're, we're touching on wellbeing. We're touching on culture, uh, digital transformation, um, customer experience engaging um experiences employee um experiences uh, i uh, just loads of di- and, and technology obviously um so loads going on uh networking we 've got a speed dating function um <laughs> and i dare anyone to try that one so uh <laughs> do, an come,
0: do tell more come on
1: <laughs> well it's um you come onto the platform right. Uh, um and and you basically... are there
0: filters on the platform i think that's probably the big question
1: <laughs> but, well it's um there's filters in that you have to have registered um but when you come onto the platform and there's a um you can go to the network and, and you can just say right um I, I now want to talk to someone and the system will go and select someone randomly who um is also up for talking to someone and you've got three minutes i love it um so, so we can, we'll see how that goes I, I, part of this is you know what um it's really difficult to network um in a virtual environment
0: yeah.
1: and if we can create an um the ability to do that and in a fun way um then that's one of the things we want to do so we've, we've got the conference coming up but we have got um we've got a host of events coming up as well um you know check out the website we're doing um uh, uh, the great debate so one of the things that um, we've we've done this pivot from everything that the CCMA did was all face-to-face and really good quality content, great stories, um, and a real opportunity to meet people. COVID has meant that we've had to do that pivot to digital. Nice. Um, and as much as the challenges that come with that, it also comes with opportunity, glass half full again. Um, and, So what we've been trying to do is come up with uh, rather than just doing normal webinar type stuff, PowerPoint, death by PowerPoint, just coming up with different stuff. So all of our sessions always have um, some form of interaction piece in it, people talking to each other. Um, So we've got a um, new event format called the great debate, um, which is based on a very traditional um, debating uh, agenda structure if you like yeah um so we'll uh aim to do a few more of them in t- 2021
0: when's uh, the first when's the first one of those
1: so the first one of those is on thursday the 29th of october um so this thursday at 11:30. 11 30
0: and how, how what what's what what are the who are the opposing teams
1: So it's, uh, it's, it's the employed model versus the gig model. Oh, yes. So, and again, it's, it's playing on this story around flexible working. Um, so some is going to put forward a a proposal that, um, employed working is, is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, that's their, their proposition and limitless is going to oppose it um, limitless has a gig model so we'll, we'll hear about what those two models are yeah. you know we'll, we'll start there but they'll oppose it um, and then they'll get an opportunity to respond to each other and then we'll open it up to the floor and ask for comment um, it could be comment it could be questions um, that I'll then then share um, on the event and then we'll finish it with a with a bit of a vote uh, Brilliant. So, uh, yeah, just a different different format, different format, a bit of fun, and, um, and hopefully opening some eyes to some, some ideas.
0: And I think the key thing there, you've mentioned a few times, is interaction. So you're not, it's, not a, it's not passive. You're not going to just be sat there, but albeit learning. Um, you have the opportunity to get involved, take a side, maybe.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And, and something like this, there, there will be... Um, there will be people that will say, do you know what? There's a place for both. Um, And there will be people that will be dead against um, the gig working environment, but there will also be people that will say, do you know what? We should have that level of flexibility. Um, You know, we should, you know, why, why can't people have that um, as their, their method of working, if you like. Um, So it's, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. And we've got another event coming up before Christmas um, looking at Brexit
0: okay what's that one <laughs> is it what the hell are we gonna do
1: <laughs> it's a bit of a hot potato isn't it um who knows what we're gonna do who knows where we're gonna be so on this um 16th of december we are gonna do uh um a- again it's an open mic if you like um, it's not quite open mic because it's uh, you've got to type in your questions but we've got um a representative from the department of business energy and industrial strategy uh coming along sabio is supporting it um, and in essence, we're going to have a look at what the impact of Brexit is on the industry. Um, uh, there are um, there are going to be areas that are impacted quite heavily, um, wow. and is the industry ready? Does it does it recognise? Does it know what's the impact going to be? Um, arguably, it's not like this is a surprise. Um, so most organisations, I think, are prepared for what might happen. Um, but um it's just that little reminder of oh did we think about this did we think about that um so yeah it's it it is a um uh an opportunity for questions to be asked and answered
0: well that sounds that sounds really interesting i'll definitely be uh, for that so in chronological order then there's the debate on the 29th yes the conference is then on the third is that right is a conference the same day as the U.S. presidential election?
1: <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. The so results of the, can, of the uh, presidential election, don't won't be with us until the fourth.
0: So you could take. Oh yeah, sure. So you could take in the conference and then just watch some of the early results from the U.S. election, if you're that way yeah, inclined. Then <laughs> <laughs> any. Then after that is the Brexit one, or is there a, anything else?
1: We have got something in between. Let me have a look.
0: I think it's a fair bet at the moment to say there is (laughs) (laughs) something.
1: Let me double check. And then we have. Question is, is it it up on the website yet? Let me have a look. Could be a scoop. (laughs) What have we got? Oh yes, we have. Yes, um, so yes, we've uh, we've got the launch of um, our part two evolution of the contact centre on the eighteenth of November. Great. So yeah, we've uh, and that's the the research um, program that's uh, happening at the moment. So we've we've got a number of research um, uh, activities that are that are going on. Um, we've got some research coming out at the conference, uh, research that we're doing with Odego, um, and we've got some research coming out uh, yeah on the eighteenth of November. That we're doing with puzzle. Uh, so, uh, and and behind all of that, one of the other things that that we do with our members, members um, can come along to our member story events. Um, they used to be called best practice visits. Visits is a little bit difficult these days. Mm. Um, so, um, our members and only open to our members is the opportunity to come and see what other contact centres are doing. And so we've got a few of those lined up now um, with a, a, a visit on the 11th of November um, with Perfect Home. Um, we've also got some others that are not on the website yet. Um, so-
0: <laughs> Just keep looking at the website then is the- is...
1: <laughs> But we've, um, we've also got um, a couple of events coming up that are looking at the working environment so uh, it, where everybody has gone to home working, coming back into the office is is scary nice. um, with everything that's going on. So we've got a couple of events lined up that is looking at that workplace. How do you keep it safe? But also how do you keep it engaging?
0: Nice.
1: When I hear people coming back into the office and they, they come into the office and they say, it's just not the same. I'm nice. sitting in my own space with, surrounded by Perspex and I can't talk to anyone. So um, we've got a couple of events um, coming up that is is going to be looking at that as well.
0: I think that's a challenge for the whole the whole industry. And I saw something the other day actually about the phrase, and you mentioned it quite earlier on around home working. Is the word home going to become redundant? It's just working. We just we, if we all just assume that we're more, far more flexible in how we're working, the where becomes less important over time but what's kind of um brought it to the fore for me is um in, in his gap year my son has just started um his, his first proper job if you like he's worked for ages um in in the local sainsbury's but his first proper job whilst he has this year out is as a customer service advisor on the phones mm. and um that whole i think he's heard me in the past talk about what i lo- loved about the industry just how a lot of the time it was like being in a football changing room and having fun and the people around you and um, i would say i'll be totally honest less so about <laughs> customers if i'm back in the early days but um that esprit de corps and that sense of being in a team and even from your fir- your inductions All of that being remote is totally different. So, just talking to him about what's the experience been like from recruitment all the way through to he's just in his first week has just made me think about the challenges we all face. In a lot of people I know, have loved being in contact centers because of the atmosphere, the vibe. You're walking around, you can go to a different department and see another friend, and there's always smiling faces. And that's kind of to a large extent, that's gone, um, but people are trying to replicate that in different ways, in new ways, in interactive ways that you've that you're employing with the CCMA. But it's just been it's been interesting to hear from him how he's been like I guess because he doesn't know any different, but he's been like Yeah, it's been great. Everyone that I'm on my inductee course with is brilliant, and they and they haven't even met physically. It's all been done done remotely and I've just found it I've just found it fascinating
1: well I think it comes down to expectations doesn't it if if you've if you've worked 20 years in a contact center and suddenly you're home working um either that's really novel and you're pleased for the opportunity or it's just so alien that it just doesn't feel comfortable and you're missing that camaraderie for those that um um are recruited into that home working environment that's, they know that that's what they're being recruited into. So there's almost a a mindset that comes Mm -hmm. with that. Yeah. Uh, I I was talking to some members, um, uh, the other day and one of them said that what they're missing, um, what the contact center managers and the team leaders are missing is that, um, walking past the desk and have a chat. Um, because when, when it's a zoom call or a team's call or whatever platform call you, you're using, um, it's it's a um very definite action as -hmm. opposed to a passing action Mm -hmm. um and it's and that is more difficult And, and and either organizations will work out ways to be able to um achieve that passing conversation or they'll they'll just get to a point where they're able to manage it, and you know maybe um, it, it, it'll be interesting to see where where things go with that. The other conversation that I was involved in yesterday, so we've been doing quite a lot of round tables this this um, opportunity to network and meet other people, so we've been putting on quite a lot of round tables recently to give our members the chance to meet new faces, meet new friends um, and one of the roundtables that we did yesterday talked about. The skills that contact center people have, and for years and years and years, we've talked about. You know, the CEO has always come from the finance department. Um, and uh, a few years ago, as a marketer, it was like, no, 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 the <laughs> next CEO is going to come from marketing. Yeah. Um, and and actually, where where we landed was that this the next CEO needs to have um, a couple of really key skills, and they are absolutely found in the contact center. One is um, EQ, emotional intelligence, and anybody that's worked in a contact center has that, um, or or should have that, um, because you're dealing with customers, you're dealing with um, difficult customers, you're dealing with fun customers, you're dealing with um, a whole plethora of different types of personalities. So you um, you you learn I guess you learn and adapt to um, and to giving yourself that um, emotional intelligence. But the the other thing that working in a contact center gives you is that real focus on the customer.
0: Nice.
1: Um, yes, there's you know lots around it, and yes, maybe you know customers um, aren't always the the joy that you like them to be. But um, you do have that understanding of the customer and. When you've got those two skills combined with the resilience and the creativity, use the word creativity itself. Yes. When you've got that, they're the kind of skills that that business leaders need. So um, I think it's it's for me when I'm looking at it, I think it's a real shame if if the industry is one that people fall into. Why aren't people yeah. choosing to be in mm. this industry? Um to be in the industry, but also if um to to enable them to um grow and develop to support other parts of the business.
0: I think that's always been I think there's a lot of us that have always been evangelical about about that, that it becomes a career of choice as opposed to just a career of um, necessity. And you mentioned right at the outset and how you've conducted yourself and taken on the great work that Marie's done with the pre with you know in the previous incarnation it's about opportunity and perhaps this period is one where there is a great opportunity to position the contact center industry as, as a desirable one to to enter at whatever level um, in whatever department that exists within it because you know we, let's be honest it looks like we're or we are already in or heading towards an economic downturn and we are, a, we are an industry like you say that has shown itself to be resilient, creative there is still recruitment going on there are still opportunities out there um, why not why not make the most out of this in terms of providing services being there for the your local community still you don't have to be in the building to do it um, so yeah I think more more power to you and the team
1: and it's actually one of the reasons why um, I've um, built on the relationship with the department of with BASE, the Department mm. of Business and Industrial Strategy, because if we can raise the profile of contact centres within government, um, then that will have a natural knock-and-effect. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: so it's and, and there's no doubt we're um, raising the profile, um, no doubt at all. And, and there are other sectors, whether that's a horizontal sector or vertical sector, that, that do need a lot of support right now. Um, and contact centres, we're, we're okay in the main. Yes, there are difficult parts, but we're okay.
0: Mm. Well, Lee, thanks very much for um, sharing everything that's going on. There's, there's a lot there, there's um, pe- there. There is. There's a lot there for people to, to get stuck into. What, um, what do you think 2021 is going to bring just finally to, to end? What are you excited about for, for next year with the CCMA?
1: Oh, do you know what? There's so many things that I'm excited about. Um, building on what we've been doing this year. Um, so, in essence, for our members, um, giving them more opportunities um, to come along to the roundtables, to so those much smaller events to talk to people, um, opportunities to um, go and see more about what other organisations are doing. So, uh, our, our member stories. There's um, the opportunity to celebrate the successes. Um, obviously launching the UK awards, Um, uh, so there's going to be uh, those opportunities, but then also to a a broader piece around uh, being able to give more insights, uh, give more um, um, opportunity to see what's not not just at a a, um, granular level, but what is going on in the industry and helping to drive um, the the, the importance of the industry. so uh, I, th- just more of what we've been doing yeah. for, for learning. Um, we're obviously developing our training proposition. Uh, so there's yeah more research, um, just, just more for people to get involved, more opportunities to network and learn. Um, so we'll be doing more for the wider industry, um, but we're gonna be doing a lot more with our members as well.
0: Great, that's brilliant. Lee Hopwood, CEO of CCMA, thanks very much for joining.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Lovely talking to you, Martin.
0: Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, Lee, and thanks to you for listening. Look forward to doing some shorter um, episodes more regularly just with some other um, segments and bits and bobs coming forward. Hope you are all safe and well. Uh, These are challenging times for all of us. Please feel free to contact me. Um, through linkedin or through email and happy to have a chat or talk about the podcast or anything to do with contact centers Um, if you haven't already please do like uh, subscribe and rate the podcast thanks for your support thanks everyone Bye bye